0: It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies. Lou Reed once wrote, and then later sang, that life is like a mayonnaise soda. Not 100% sure what he meant by that, but if I ever meet him, I'll ask him and I'll let you all know. So now, directors and actors, beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey. So with
1: the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Okay, so time for a quick rage out. And thanks to James, currently our only member subscriber. And yes, you too can be a member of the Film Rage community by joining at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. All members get a special episode and content only for members along with all members that sign up will get a special limited edition film rage merch item delicious if you can't commit to a membership you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see hopefully a terrible film Mm. join a huge list who have already bought us a movie rental already and I want to thanks to each and every single one of them and give you so much love. Uh, so thanks for supporting us because you're awesome. And you know, we've hit a shit ton of countries that have downloaded our podcast. I want to thank all of those countries. I'm not going to list them all because that might take the whole podcast. But you know who you are. Brazil. You know you. Thanks, Brazil. You want to, you want to dance? Yeah, okay. And what Streaming, are
0: streaming, Stream, This week, we uh, watched something on Netflix. Yeah, we did. A little movie. Thanks to you. Yes. A movie by the name of Concrete Cowboy. Yeehaw. So, uh, it's from 2020. Uh, Concrete Cowboy is the story of black urban cowboys that have been part of the North Philadelphia community for about 100 years. It it meshed some seasoned actors with some of the real-life members of this community in order to tell this tale. It tells the story of Harp, played by Idris Elba, and his son Cole, played by Caleb McLaughlin, as they reconnect and grow during the course of a summer. The movie starts out in Detroit with Cole's mother at the end of her rope and decides that he needs to spend the summer with his dad in Philly in order to straighten him out. The setup of the story is very well executed, But as it played out, there were some odd scenes that didn't seem to add up for me. I loved the characters, and the real-life players all came across as genuine and were not upstaged by their professional counterparts. There are so many great scenes in this, but towards the end, there are too many moments that felt stagey as opposed to genuine, which is too bad, as it seemed like genuine is what they were going for at least for the first half of the movie. Uh, This made me want to see a feature-length documentary of the Fletcher Street stables. How did they originate? And how have they continued to exist throughout the last century? That is the story I would like to see. This movie, however, did nothing but pique my interest for something more. Although it did introduce me to a community that I was not aware of, and it did have some very good performances, and it did have some very powerful scenes. It was another case of great beginning concept that turned into an average final outcome. Concrete Cowboy was meh.
1: Okay. Well, uh, I love the mix. You know, when it, when a music either stands out or it sucks, I gotta bring it up. The mix of music through this film was a great mix of modern and classic music. I really love that in a film where they, they have the urban people Uh, and the urban lifestyle. But at the same time, because of the subject matter of the film, having some classic music in there kind of really fit well with the whole cowboy theme. A powerful story with powerful acting. I freaking love Idris Elba and the young kid Caleb McLaughlin is freaking fantastic. The whole group of kids from Stranger Things seem to be doing some amazing, fantastic things. Interesting, this week, we have two kids... That are stranger things, kids. Huh. Who knew that was going to happen? I, I did. However, <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, however, if Caleb and Millie went head to head, perhaps in this film or in Godzilla vs. Kong, she would be toast. And oh, I mean yeah. toast, I am yeah. sorry to say. His chops are... St- Stellar. This kid was freaking fantastic. Great story, very unique idea of a stable in the middle of a major city and the black cowboys within this culture. I found it refreshing take on a traditional young gang member joining a gang, but has people fighting for him. Great character development. I was enthralled with every point of this film. Not once was I bored or disinterested. Heartwarming family dynamics versus gang lifestyle film. I love seeing true life stories not based on a biopic that tell a story of something happening, but necessarily not necessarily trying to make it a biopic. So to me, it was refreshing because it is somewhat of a biopic about a true situation and they actually had true characters. But it wasn't a biopic. It was just a story about it. I loved that I learned about this place in Philly. And I'm not sure if our boy uh, George knows about this. I think I'm gonna reach out to him after this podcast and check in with our boy George from. Nah, if he lives in the uh, city, little... he must kn-
0: must know about it.
1: No, because like if you look at some of the uh, discussion at the end of the film, after the fact, like through the credit reels, they were talking to some of these real life people, and they they had people that talked to these cowboys all the time that say, "I didn't know that. Where's these stables in Philly?" So I'm curious to see if if our boy George who. Boy George. I'm not talking boy George. I'm talking our boy George. I say
0: Who's 100% George knows about it, at least of it.
1: Okay. So for people who don't know our boy George and not boy George, although they probably know that too, our boy George is from the best little horror house in Philly. So we're going to check in with our Philly boy and see if he knows about the Fletcher Street Riders. Mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed this one. It was refreshing to me because, and I, I as although I do know the the flaws that Bryce is talking about, I I was able to overlook it because it was such a refreshing take on a gangland traditional film. I was totally blown off basis, and for that reason alone, and for the fact that Idris Elba, I found mesmerizing. This, this was a mondo for me. I love this film. I thought, and and that kid caleb mclaughlin is fucking fantastic he was good Yeah, yep. performances Absolutely. were
0: great and as i say that you know these these uh these uh guys from fletcher street uh who they were actually they all held their own they did not look out of place
1: yeah they didn't i didn't feel like they were actors i felt that they felt weren't that they actors were, they were real people yeah i mean that's i don't know i don't know I, maybe well, when way. you see a movie it's kind of like they were very they were, very, they
0: were very natural
1: yeah, it wasn't like they were at, trying to pretend they were actors gotcha. when they're not. They were just being themselves, and I think the director allowed that. So for me, yeah, this was a Mondo. Cool.
0: I, as I say, I, I liked it a lot. Not quite that much. Worth a scene. Everybody should it. Oh, yeah, everybody it. should see it. It's interesting. Although, you got to admit, a documentary about this would be kind of cool.
1: Oh, Dude, like, there's different levels of Mondo. That doc, I want to see. Have we? Yeah, seen, I want to see, see the doc. doc like, I
0: wanted to cover it for, like, 100 years. I went and tried to find if there was any documentaries, and there's a, there's some, like, short little things on YouTube, but but nothing really that goes in depth. Like, I want to see a, a, something that covers the last 100 years, you know, from the beginning right through till now. So you
1: there know, isn't one? Like not we're that not going to see this documentary?
0: Not that I'm aware of. So if you if anybody knows of one, let me know. But i there was yep. I watched like two or three 20 minute, like between 10 and 20 minute kind of short I little think, things.
1: I think Idris Elba actually hit, had a producer credit on here. Mm. So I think we should reach out to Idris Elba on social media and just say, dude, we need you now to make the documentary. Yeah. There you go. Cool. All right. Well, the big ticket item for this week, which cost us fifty bucks combined.
0: Fifty dollars.
1: Which would literally eat up more than half of our bank account. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> was was the absolute new excitement of Godzilla versus Kong, and we got that on VOD. We did. So, I got to break down, and I have a feeling you did the same thing because we kind of talked about it last week. Yeah, I got to break down the whole series so I'm because I'm, I'm <laughs> going to
0: touch upon it myself, but you go first. Atta
1: boy, get okay, on it, so, mister. So, uh, first off, I need to let everybody know that you can buy the first three movies for 20 bucks on Apple, which is what I did. Uh, sold. Uh, so to recap. Godzilla 2014 for me was a Mondo. Yes. Had a great backstory and the right balance of monster action and story, and had Brian Cranston for a big part of it. So it's a Mondo. Kong Skull Island is a freaking Mondo. <sighs> uh, and I, in my opinion, the king of all monster movies. It has lots of Kong humor, action, and Samuel Jackson and John C. Riley were motherfucking mesmerizing. And then we've got. Then Godzilla comes back in another movie called Godzilla King of Monsters. This was way too long and much too traveling around the world. I thought it, uh, the first, when I saw it the first time I thought, mm, I don't know if I really love this. And the second time it did not make me love it anymore. I found it too long. I'm giving it a math because it did have Godzilla and Godzilla alone demands a meh from any rating <laughs> uh, and, but I found it had too much monster and had too much of everything uh, and I found it tiresome at times plus it had CLFs in it and I fucking hate creepy little fuckers so at the best of time and that movie was, was a really bad portrayal okay so the main event G versus K first off again it had way too many CLFs in this film And for the first part of the movie, it was motherfucking annoying to me. I'm like, again, why are they making this film? Are they trying to steal Disney views? Is that why this movie was made? I was not a fan of Eleven slash Millie in the last Godzilla film. And her story arc in this movie could have been filled with a brand new character. And her dad was useless and irrelevant all the way through it. I super love Julian Dennison. But... As I mentioned last week, they could have introduced a new gay character into this film who could have filled that space, uh, who who uh, meets up with Brian uh, Terry Henry's character, and the arc would have been just that much better and that much more diverse. I'm not sure I felt that was even needed. But the addition of a deaf character who signs with the king was golden and it has two things important it adds diversity of people with disabilities and it is fact already that gorillas know sign language so the fact that kong who is the king of all gorillas signs to me just made sense plus i loved the creepy little fucker who played that character who is one of the three percent and i just love the little kaylee hotel or hotel uh This whole arc caused me to fully get immersed into the split stories of Kong and Godzilla. I had a bunch of issues at the first with the sci-fi side of this. So at about halfway through the movie, I said, you know what? I better go back and rewatch it. So I stopped it halfway through (laughs) and I went back and started watching it for a second time. Second time though, I was able to connect uh, to what was unraveling a little bit better and let myself be taken over what I completely predicted was going to happen. If we remember last week, what I said was going to happen, it pretty much unraveled exactly like I said it was going to happen. Um, And then they were able to battle the real villain who happens to be man. Uh, Godzilla and Kong lay waste to Hong Kong. Uh, Like, only two gods of the Earth and the silver screen can do. Was there stupid, idiotic things in this movie? Hell yeah, there was. Was there things that could have been done better? Uh, Yes. It's already, uh, you know, I've already listed a couple. But did this satisfy my thirst for Godzilla versus Kong? Goddamn motherfucking right it did. This film took a little time to grow on me, but by the end of it, I was all in. I think fans of Godzilla... And like Bryce and I, fans of Kong, slash fanboys for Kong, as I want to start using hashtag, uh, we'll enjoy this monster mayhem. Just like the word world needs more cowbell, this Jimmy needs more motherfucking Kong. This was a king motherfucking Kong mondo for me. A- apparently, anything with Kong in it, I'm just going to give it a mondo. <laughs> All right
0: uh so yeah just like you going into this i watched godzilla from 2014 followed by kong skull island followed by godzilla king of the monsters and then i finally watched this godzilla vs kong after watching godzilla i uh, that feeling i had back in 2014 started to manifest itself as it teased the next film king kong or uh, sorry kong skull island i remember thinking this is awesome as it seemed it was going to take a cue from the marvel from Marvel, I should say, and intertwine these two in a series of movies, as we even got the post credit scenes that teased the next movie in the sequence. Kongskull Island was the next, and my enthusiasm for this series grew even more, as that movie was super mondo. This built my excitement to a fever pitch for Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and that's where my enthusiasm began to wane. The promise of the first two movies seemed to take a few steps back, as this outing paled in comparison... It, Uh, to the first two in the series. And now we have Godzilla vs Kong, the ultimate Kaiju showdown. I thought before watching this, if they could just get back to the promise of the first two movies in this succession, then perhaps this could be special. Instead, we got more of what King of the Monsters had promised, which was mediocre storytelling with some entertaining action sequences mixed in this was basically batman versus superman but with kaiju we got some battles early on between the combatants then we got the final battle which ended with them teaming up against a common enemy just like just like superman versus or batman versus superman uh we got kaiju instead of superheroes but it was basically the same Uh, it was even the same arc both in character development and final resolution um I did not dislike Godzilla vs. Kong as much as I was disappointed that the momentum of the first two films could not carry through to this titanic confrontation. And by the way, why do they keep on calling them Titans? They are Kaiju, everyone knows that, so stop calling them Titans, it sounds stupid. So anyways, this was a super waste of early potential, meh.
1: I completely get it. I'm not gonna argue with your rating. I completely understand why you have it. Normally I'd like to pick a fight, you know that. Yeah. Everything. But you know, I I get why you gave this a that. I had some problems with the whole Godzilla arc. It was almost like it's almost like I don't know if there became two separate producers and the Kong world was great. Like, it, like, I don't know about how you felt, but the whole Kong arc to me was fantastic. Kong's always
0: fantastic. And they seem to just, like, they got Godzilla right in, in the first one and they even got it right in the, you know, the, the first movies period back in the day.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, Gojira!
0: Yeah, Gojira. But they uh, they seem to just I don't know, they just don't got got it quite right. That they, they had it so right in two thousand fourteen, so I don't know how they couldn't carry that through. I just I just don't Wait, get it. I mean this but movie you gotta love the
1: Hong Kong battle. The Hong Kong Battle was okay. Was epic. It, was, it, was, it was awesome. It didn't, I loved it the didn't save team, the whole I don't want it
0: didn't save the whole series for me.
1: I know, it didn't, but you gotta love that battle was awesome. Like, like, good. I don't want to spoil it, it because there's, there's parts in it where you're kind of like, you know, you're going to have two people. You're going to have people on polar opposites. The fact that we're both Kong fans, yeah. you know, it was, well, got... we're watching it. We're going like, go Kong, go, go Kong, go. <laughs>
0: there's no question.
1: <laughs> How can you but not I, cheer for I Kong? Think, I, I think it's satisfied like that for me. It was like, it was satisfying even as a Kong fan, because I don't want to say too much what happens. But, you know, the fact that they team up and kick uh, Mechagodzilla's ass, I I loved it. It was like it, I had problems like you did. Uh, I got, well, I got over it because I got enough Kong in my life for that. So, I, you know, yeah, I, get I it. just,
0: I, yeah, I just, I was so looking forward to it. I really was. Like, I was, I was pretty stoked to see this and I thought, you know what? i was less stoked to see it though after watching Godzilla: king of the monsters because <laughs> i was like oh uh, yeah i had almost blocked a, that movie out of my head and it's it's not great. it was a low man it was it a was low, low man, man. so yeah. i was i was less enthusiastic uh before i i was like it's weird because my i watched godzilla i was like oh yeah i'm in and then i watched kong skull island and i was like oh, 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 oh and then i watched godzilla king of the monsters and I'm like, and
1: <laughs> it was the same for me buddy. it was the same for me so but that's why that, I, that I knew dampened, my,
0: dampened my expectations but it still didn't live up to them i maybe i, I you was should hoping have gone for back, more
1: and, maybe you should have gone back and watched it a second time because uh. then i just really connected with the con characters Fair anyway enough. i dig it eh, cool all right so we are now going to talk about something we've been waiting to see for an entire year mm. yeah
0: slacks we thought we were going to see it like i don't know a year ago yeah, about it was about. a
1: year because we thought we were going to see it in the theaters Yeah,
0: never happened Uh, So Slacks 2020, Uh, this is the story of a possessed pair of killer pants that goes on a killing spree at a trendy clothing store. I have to admit, I like the concept. This movie is fun with some gore and innovative kill scenes and some entertaining dance numbers as well. It mixes in some heavier themes to think about, such as excessive consumption and corporate exploitation of workers, both domestic and abroad. But it does not get bogged down by the weight of these issues. The film is entertaining and has some enjoyable moments. The ending makes the statement that it was going for. At 77 minutes, it is a breezy bit of entertainment. Do not watch it if you're expecting a horror movie, as it is more of a comedy with a side of social commentary. Slacks was mad.
1: Ah, well, let me tell you what I thought of Slacks.
0: Go to it. So
1: we saw Slacks, by the way, on VOD. Yep. And I want to say thanks to the producing team who actually tagged us out on Twitter to tell us where we could get it because we've been trying to get it for so long. I was starting to get complainy about the fact that we had no way of accessing it. So they said, yes, finally, we have it on VOD. So. Slacks has absorbency, stretchability, uh, has um, hypnotically murderability, has organic cotton, and can help you fit into pants perfectly for five pounds over or under. And I'm not sure uh, why it's under, but okay. Uh, Right off the bat, I was very excited to learn how many employees were employed at this store. This gave me hope that there was going to be the Slack Fest I was hoping it would be. For an entire year, I had been in huge hope to see everyone, and I mean everyone, eaten by slacks. This is deep-seated in a retail horror parody. Loved the commercial with slogan, Sweatshop Free! As their primary feature for the brand. Uh, The manager, Douchebag, does a great job of being a douchebag, almost like my old manager at the leather store I worked at when I was in high school. Except this douchebag wasn't trying to fuck all of his staff like mine was. So I kind of like the fact that they have a great retail douchebag story. Uh, Every kill that our hero, quote-unquote, the Slacks, does, just continues to outdo the murder before it. After the first murder, you kind of know where the movie is heading, but I just kept getting more invested in this beautiful fabric spun by our new friend, Slacks, as I will now lovingly call him. Plus, the Slacks, although a psycho-murderous cotton blend, was respectful enough to pack its kills neatly away out, out of the way of everything And, you know, just keeps it clean. Slacks is a clean person. I think my favorite scene is when the douchebag manager walks in on the pants drinking blood, or maybe the Bollywood dance scene, or maybe the bindi scene, or perhaps the pantsing frenzy, as I like to call it. Uh, Think kind of like a piranha feeding frenzy, but with evil, bloody, sucking pants. Uh, Once we got to the last 30 minutes of the film, it was just uh, getting more and more awesome for me. Killer pants uh, from the get-go. You know the filmmakers are not taking themselves seriously. This tongue and cheekness of this film just makes it for a fun ride all along. Uh, it's a direct comedic backhand to the fast fashion industry and does it with a murderous bloody pants-filled super-slapping backhand. Moral of the story, don't fuck with slacks. Or, hmm, maybe not. Maybe it's don't fuck with possessed slacks no maybe that's not it um oh yeah companies don't be fucking dicks uh which i wholeheartedly agree with and for this reason i'm giving slacks two legs up or a pants on the ground fully satisfying mondo i love this movie it was so fun i was laughing all the way through it and perhaps because bryce still works in retail maybe he wasn't as enjoying the as much because he has to live in that world every day but i was fully enjoying the retail side of it don't really, don't really live in
0: that world but yeah.
1: well but you work in retail so it's like it's not funny
0: i hide in an office and poke people in the eye man
1: <laughs> okay so my favorite line we know two things it loves bollywood music and it has a bindi on its forehead solid gold having a bindi it doesn't uh, it doesn't even have a face and yet it had one
0: mm. yeah it was okay
1: but it was fun you like it, it was it, it was, was fun. fun yeah no it's no question
0: it was fun <laughs> calling it mondo that's a bit of a stretch but yeah, teach your ah. own
1: Well you know what I just love killer pants I've been wanting to see this movie and it gave me everything I wanted from the very first murder it was like yeah. The pants ate her alive in the bathroom. <laughs> it just set the stage. It was yeah. I, I fully enjoyed yeah, killer pants. As
0: I say, kill scenes were entertaining. There were some laughs,
1: definitely. It was good. I see. Yeah. I it's funny because could you compare this to a slasher film or a slaxer film? No, because are the slacks actually like? I mean, you think of uh, Jason. Jason is possessed, and he's he's supernatural. So it and Jason is getting revenge on the kids that killed his mother. So I'm kind of thinking this is a sla a slaxer fest.
0: Mm. Well, there no? you go. I don't know. So,
1: I- so would you call this what would you call this? A supernatural thriller, or was it is I call it a, I think it's like a slasher. So for me, I don't slashers are not my favorite, but slaxers I'm okay with. I think it's just a comedy. <laughs> Did you like the 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 slacks feeding frenzy? It was awesome. They yeah. skinned him he skinned all his meat off his bones. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: was, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm actually confused that you've brought up that scene over and over again because it's like, yeah, a big pile of pants went on top of someone. Then the big pile of pants parted. <laughs> And then there was just uh, bones and it was there. like a
1: piranha. It yeah. made me think of those old piranha movies from the 1960s where they go into the Amazon jungle and the piranhas clean those things to the bone. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm digging this. This is like piranha, the original.
0: Mm. Yeah, it was okay.
1: I, 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 I thought it was good. I know you did. You thought it was Mondo. I did. I loved it. I thought it was meh. Give me more slacks. Uh, it's I'm looking for slacks, too.
0: All right. They missed They missed the boat because they could have made this slacks with one X, and then slacks two could have been slacks with two X's.
1: You should work in marketing. Why don't you work in marketing? I don't know. I don't know why I work at all. I should just retire. <laughs> yeah, I'm on. Anyways. <sighs> so we got to we got the right to rock is what we got. We do. So we got to see a special screening from Gat.ca. It's a PR group that works with Hot Docs Festival, which is coming up April 29th to May 9th, 2021. And you can get all of the content at hotdogs.ca. And we got to watch. We're going we're gonna to watch this week and maybe next week. We'll decide. We might watch another one because we still got a little bit of time till the end of April. But this is going to be playing at Hot Docs uh, this year, and it's called Fanny, the Right to Rock. Yeah. The Right to Rock reveals the untold story of a Filipino-American garage band that morphed into a ferocious rock group, Fanny, who almost became the female Beatles features yeah well that's what they say if if you write it if you write your own IMDB bio then you can write what you want features bony rat and Joe Elliott and then it doesn't list uh, pretty much any like thank you again IMDB doesn't list any of the actresses uh, or the musicians on it but it's written and directed by Bobby Joe Hart so uh, Fanny the right to rock So uh, first off, I've never heard of Fanny, and I'm kind of a little surprised because lesbian rockers are one of my favorite types of rockers. Uh, This doc has a ton of content in it. It's about feminism, equality, fighting racism, female empowerment, kick-ass ladies who kick ass and rock without dicks, and so much fun. These ladies took no shit and knew how to get shit done. I love rockumentaries that have a lot of music. And this really gave you all the fanny in your face and your ears could take in so much rock, so much guitar face, so much awesomeness. I loved going on this journey uh, of these legendary all-female group who I'm sure kicked ass and definitely punched dicks. This film has so much heart and sadness and still kept fighting forward, even though the universe seemed to not want it to. Fanny is awesome. And this movie was motherfucking kickass, Mondo. Favorite line: "We are playing our asses off." We're sorry. We're playing our. We're, we are playing our asses, our fannies off for any everyone, and it's not enough. That pretty much sums up this movie. This movie was great. I loved it.
0: Cool. Uh, Just like you, Jim, I cannot believe that I have never heard of this band that apparently influenced so many. Seriously, how have I not heard of Fanny? The first all-girl band signed to Warner Music that opened for bands such as Humble Pie, Deep Purple, and Slade as well as Ike and Tina Turner. They had numerous TV appearances that included the Kenny Rogers Show. It's like my favorite show. The Helen Reddy Show and Dick Cavett. I've watched Dick Cavett. Anyways, how what are you gonna say? How have I seen nothing about this band? Uh, this doc presented the good and the bad, that was Fanny. From their humble origins to the debauchery that took place in their place of residence, Fanny Hill. They dealt with sexism and racism. They spent some time in the UK where they got some more respect. Uh, they went through a period where they had to go through some group therapy sessions to keep them together they had warner brothers trying to dress them in skimpier costumes the constant struggle of fighting against the sexist powers that uh, that be combined with the fact that they were in a constant state of proving themselves to the lack of a big hit single eventually led to their demise it is ironic that they were actually already broken up when they had their biggest hit charting at number 29 in the single Butter Boy. After breaking up, the members went their separate ways. Nikki had a kid. Bree stayed in the music business, working with the likes of Carol King, Roger Daltrey, Jimmy Buffett, and Duran Duran. Uh, June started an institute for young girls to play music. And then for them to come together again 49 year, or 40 plus years later... Uh, in their late sixties, to give it another go was pretty cool. Um, really enjoyed this look at one of the most influential influential bands that I have never heard of. Fanny, the right to rock, was Mondo.
1: Of course, it was. If you would have given it anything else. I would have slapped your fanny, bitch.
0: Mm, yeah. No, that was this was great. I'm I'm baffled that I that I had no inkling of this.
1: Yeah, you know what? That's it's so interesting, right? Because it's almost like they people didn't want us to know about it yeah right it's like um yeah i it it, it how many bands do we know about that though i mean that's happened before where it's like this band is so influential it's like yeah, i've never heard of it and then when you <laughs> hear it right yeah. you kind of go um yeah i can see why although it's interesting because i went and downloaded all their music on on iTunes. And the the new album the sounds do kind of tire get tiresome like I don't think that the strong but they have you know the one single or a couple singles on it they're pretty good they're catchy but they've lost their rock man like yeah uh,
0: that that the the footage they were showing of that old stuff that was good
1: (laughs) that was yeah man like I was rocking guitar face yeah yeah totally their early stuff is great like if you go down and download that off Apple or Spotify you're gonna be pretty impressed to go whoa. These uh, these ladies know how to how to get it done, and you know what? Fighting, you know, not only were they so they like they fought racism, they oh, fought sexism. sexism. Yep. They forgot. They forgot. They they had to fight. Like uh, they they kind of had talked about majority of them were lesbian, but I don't think all of them were lesbian. No. There's, so you know there's, they had yeah. so much against them, yeah. and for them to get as far and as influential as they did, kudos to you. I'm just like super super pumped by, by this story. Yeah. It's uh, it's not. A favorite way that i want to go into the next segment but it helps to feel my rage for what i'm going to complain about
0: <laughs> does it now
1: hell yeah temperature rising vision blurring rage taking over okay so my rage this week is somewhat of a little bit of a continuation on last week and you may see this as a common theme in my rages over the next little while until we can actually go see movies and theaters but what the fuck is with all them trying to cram kids into godzilla and kong movies this was never something that's ever happened from the past the fact that the last two Godzilla movies have creepy little fuckers in it just totally takes away from the, I don't know what they were, the writers were doing to get this in place, but are they trying to put kids in as a crutch to get more viewers? I don't know. Like it just, it annoyed me so much as I was watching it. I'm so glad I could get myself past it, but I really think that, that um, Godzilla versus Kong would have been so much better if they didn't have that whole arc The Godzilla arc, where they had um, Eleven from Stranger Things slash Millie, Uh, her whole arc didn't make sense, and it wasn't really valuable to the story. It, I I mean, it had this that that whole story could have been told. They had a perfect opportunity. They went for diversity by adding someone who's deaf, which was fantastic. By the way, I'm say kudos to you for doing this, Warner Brothers. But could you not keep this moving forward? You had diversity of, of every other character. You had uh, people of color in this film. You had people who have. Uh, uh, but you had no LGBTQ community, and you could have easily added it in. You could have you could have even written in the fact that the whole Millie character wasn't even in there. You could have had one less kid to annoy me, and I, I'm just I'm just like, why? Why do they need to put kids in movies to try and draw more people? There's enough fanboys of Godzilla and uh, Kong that they're going to get the views for this. They don't need to try and draw from Disney to get this, but I really feel that was the whole intention of it. They, they put kids in these movies to try and draw away from Disney and get them on side with Warner Brothers. And that's my rage this week. All right. You say what? Cool. CLFs or no CLFs? Do we need them? Do we need them in a Kong movie? Do we need them in a... like? Kong had no had no kids, no. and it was Mondo, freaking Mondo, motherfucking Mondo. Wow,
0: well, we had we had you know we had the one deaf kid that was cool.
1: No, it, we had it in this movie, hundred percent agree. But I'm talking about Kong. Kong didn't have it.
0: No, that is true. But Kong right? Kong was in a totally different setting, so.
1: Yeah, I know, but but still, so I'm saying, you know, they. The, the producers of Kong could have just as easily threw a kid in there for some stupid reason. When, when you're threw, at when war. you're at
0: war, there's no bring your kid to to work day. So.
1: Oh, really? Because they yeah. seem to add kids in this one for no apparent reason. Yeah,
0: they weren't at war.
1: <laughs> oh, weren't they? No. Godzilla was at war with it's Kong.
0: A, uh, it's, 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 Godzilla
1: was at war with everybody.
0: There's lots of scientists, guys.
1: Oh, right. That's another thing to add kids too kids are valuable for science oh yeah 12 year olds need to be involved in science and monsters fuck that noise that's stupid so So dumb are you you saying you're on side with the CLFs no I'm not saying that at all are you joining my rage or against it what's happening here non-committal
0: I am I'm with you brother
1: right. that's all I really wanted (laughs) there you go <laughs> you got some uh some, some Bryce Rage. Uh, I love it.
0: Uh, there you go. All right. So, um So, my rage this week is just the wasted potential that was Godzilla versus Kong you know what maybe this isn't so much of a rage as me just being you know really disappointed Bryce
1: you being (laughs) right okay I don't even want to
0: talk about it (laughs)
1: You didn't even want me to jump on board. Okay, well, there you go. Well, I gave it a Mondo, so... There you go. <laughs> I wasn't going to jump on that like that's, uh, that's the quickest rage we've ever had. And I'm kind of happy about it. All right, now, were you able to get our... Were you able to get our, our buddy's um, promo uh, set up? Oh, yeah. Is that now? Yeah, it is now. Do we have it? Oh, is, yeah, we got this... it. All right, well these are uh buddies of ours that are from our hometown here in calgary alberta canada is that so and uh, they're one of they're one of my favorite podcasts it is Flix x-rated hi this is tony the host of the flicks x Rated podcast each week i am joined by guests hello Hello. yo why hello there hello hey hello hello and we have a round table discussion where we dig deep and x-ray a bunch of our favorite films and some really terrible ones too we really like to go back and take a look at films that may be forgotten maybe in the past and still lovable films if you want, you can follow us on all the major platforms iTunes, Google, Stitcher. If you want to find out more, you can find us online at www.flixxraid.com. And you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram if you want to reach out to us. Good night, Internet. Um. Do yes. we really need
0: to say www. anymore? I don't understand why people still do this.
1: Well, because old people listen to these things. So old people need to think they. I'm I'm surprised it didn't add the HTTPS colon (laughs) forward slash WWW, but I get it.
0: I'll talk to Tony.
1: Yeah, it's it's really not necessary. (laughs) You know, our. But hey, as much as Tony puts WW and W on front of things, this podcast is fucking awesome. So. Uh, like, we still love them.
0: You know, our, our website isn't www.filmrageyyc.com. It's
1: just <laughs> well, filmrageyyc.com. It <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, even in a time where we didn't have enough rage in this, this episode, because I gave every movie a, a mondo so far, I'm not sure if you're keeping track, yeah. but we had to find one thing to be complaining about. And w- w-
0: w- w- dot <laughs> Come on,
1: what year is it? 1997? (laughs) Okay, so I have to tell you, I was on a podcast uh, earlier last week, and uh, this was one of the things that we brought up as a joke because at the end of the podcast, I said I had to make special commentary to the old people listening, that if they were listening, to make sure they typed in com. So all the people that are listening that are over the age of, let's just pick a number. 60 uh, you don't have to type www in your search engine no
0: you really it doesn't don't. happen
1: anymore it doesn't,
0: it's not a thing
1: uh, let's talk about some lists
0: all right as we got the music going anyway so let's do it
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah. so yep. uh
1: we talked a little bit about it um a little bit earlier and i'm going to throw out idris elba as mesmerizing because i think he's awesome and he mesmerizes me every time i see him yeah now, no he's good he's not he's definitely not undoubted because he's made some shitty movies but even in those shitty movies he's motherfucking mesmerizing
0: i tend to agree i really like idris elba i will give even if it does look like a total piece of crap i'll give it a shot because idris elba's in it
1: yeah Exactly, so, right? And, yeah. you know, more
0: right. often than not, he's at least it's worth watching.
1: Mad. Yeah. Yeah. it's only, I don't think he's made, well, he's made a couple of bad movies. Made, I don't want to go through made them made all. Some stinkers, but, but, overall, but, you know, the fact that he's solid. in it's made it better. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. The other person I'm putting through for mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what she's in. I think she steals the show of everybody. And that is Juliette Lewis. I'm not sure if we've talked about her in the past. Maybe I tried to get you on board with that before. But I I can't remember what I saw her in on the weekend. And I was just like, holy fuck. She's just so...
0: Juliette Lewis? Hell no.
1: No. What are you talking about? No. I love her. Oh. No, she's so weird and quirky. I think she's no.
0: Awesome. She Dude. makes me want to
1: turn the movie off. So you're 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 basically saying that you think um, you think that she's um, you think that she's maybe, just wondering though. I think she's maybe repulsive.
0: She's closer to repulsive than mesmerizing for me. I literally okay. Well, have, yeah. No.
1: I'm not saying that she's not repulsive in a lot of movies. <sighs> I'm just saying that I am not I really think she's no,
0: mesmerizing. No, 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 uh, no. Well,
1: I guess that's a hard no. Okay. No. Well, I think I'm going to throw out my. Um, I think I'm going to. Th- you know what? I got. I actually did a lot more homework on the weekend than I thought I did. Perfect, because so I did okay, none. Did you- yeah, I know. Um, okay, so would you rather have a repulsive or a doubted?
0: uh you know, a repulsive or a doubted uh, Give me the repulsive
1: okay I may even give you the doubted because we're running yeah why not we're not running hot okay eh. so you've got you've got two males and one female Do you want one of the males or do you want the female off the list first Sure female So on the repulsive list this week, as much as she's probably one of the hottest actresses that's ever lived i am putting megan fox on as the repulsive list megan fox nah okay what have you seen her in that you wear wow that movie's good i like
0: jennifer's body
1: okay i'll give you that but yeah, she was her probably and amanda, her and amanda
0: seyfried does a good movie
1: yeah it well, was, she was but good she was still it. repulsive nah, it. she wasn't Nope. No. She's terrible. Nope. nope. Okay. Well, I guess I forgot about Jennifer's body because I did really. This is like a that. good movie. And she was fine. But every other movie she's made has been terrible. And Amanda Seyfried's always good. I didn't say Amanda Seyfried, did I?
0: I know, but I just you know, said they're Megan in it together. Fox.
1: Okay, so what other other than that one movie? Can you think of anything that I like, don't know. It's just what popped
0: into my head. It, well, of course she's terrible. Everybody's terrible in the Transformer movies. Let's just you can't be good in the Transformer movie. The Transformer movie doesn't doesn't uh, is not conducive like, to you oxymor- to you shining as an actor. It's just it doesn't <laughs> matter. You're just there <laughs> as filler between giant metal rolling over each other with loud explosions and stupid and camera angles and just ridiculousness. I don't even know who. Is is who? Who are the Decepticons? (laughs) Who are the? What are the other ones called? I don't even know. I don't know who the The good guys are. Who are the bad guys? I don't know. They're just rolling over each other. ah, It's
1: just a mess. The the bad the bad ones is Megan Fox. Ah, remember that.
0: Whatever, Megan Fox is fine.
1: She's fine.
0: Transformers. If you're not
1: if you're not on board with this, I don't know what is. So, my doubted is Demi Moore
0: okay now, you're going to have to list the movies
1: okay so I'm going I'm going more recent to older
0: yeah I've seen occurring a couple of things recently so I'm yeah. sure they're going to well, be on I,
1: I rented Songbird from 2020 the other mm-hmm. day okay because it it was 99 cent rental
0: that's a good price and it was a
1: rage yeah it was a rage
0: <laughs> 99 cents for rage. What a
1: bargain. And then, yeah, and I didn't know she was in it, but then she shows up to make me barf. Mm. Then she was in this terrible, terrible movie called Corporate Retreat.
0: Yeah, I saw from that.
1: From 2019. That was, god-awful. <laughs> it was I, god-awful. I couldn't believe
0: it got made. <laughs> I, I was just looking at it. I was like, what? Who made this? Why? And, and she, was, she was she, terrible in it.
1: She was terrible in it. I think she produced it, which made it even worse. Nice. And then she did 2018, which I haven't seen this. It was Love, Sopanya. No. So this is a question mark.
0: Yeah. But but,
1: but yeah. 2017, she made a movie called Blind, which was a rage. Yeah, I saw it. It was bad. So bad. 2017 was called Rough Night, and it was a rage. Mm. Then she did 2016, Wild Oats, which was a rage. Yeah, I, don't, think I, I think don't know why that. I've seen all these movies. I don't think I saw Maybe I keep thinking or... she's going to make Ghost again. <clears throat> then she made 2015's Forsaken, which Forsaken. was a rage. That
0: was a rage. That was god awful.
1: And then she made in 2013 Very Good Girls, which I also haven't seen. Uh, so for me, it was Quest Yeah, go ahead. I wasn't. A, I'm sure it wasn't a Mondo. For no, me no. I, I, I don't think I haven't seen that one either. So it's question mark rage, 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 rage. Question mark rage, rage. So, the question I pose to you, because you haven't seen enough.
0: Oh, I've anymore. seen enough. She's doubted. Okay.
1: Okay, so we don't have to see Love, Sonia, no, or, or Very Good Girls? No. She's doubted. Hot damn. I'm so excited right now.
0: Yeah. Just the fact that you had to go back to 2013 to go eight movies back tells you what everybody thinks of her.
1: Yeah, and not one of them has been a major blockbuster. It's not like a G.I. Jane no. or a uh, uh, Ghost or whatever other big movies. Ghost. Yes. <laughs> Ghosty. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's a, that was. So we had a pretty successful. We got a no for Megan Fox. We got a yes for Doubted for Demi, Amu, Demi Amura. Demi Amura? And, uh And we got a yes for Idris Elba. So oh, it yeah. was a success. So check in next week when Bryce has at least two or three things to pull forward to get back on his job. I'll do better. <laughs> I will. Now well, the moment we've all been waiting for. Is it? I don't know. I'm I'm excited. All right. Well, if you're excited,
0: I'm. I don't know. Somewhat excited? No, nah, not really. I.
1: Anyways, you're here. half. You're half cocked. Uh, Last week on Rage Dare, we were dared to see what can only be considered as a gift from the gods who, when we were dared to see the 1996 trauma film Killer Condom, a gritty detective film shot in New York, all in German. Uh, This week, we have another dare on deck from one of our fantastic ragers who bought us a movie rental. Let's check in with Bryce. Uh, whether he was turned off or turned on by a lot of German sex party with lots of killer condoms. Bryce, tell us your thoughts on killer condoms, yeah? I,
0: I don't know why we were watching this movie as part of this segment. I, I just don't get it. This does not seem like the kind of movie that should be in this segment, because nobody you can't rage on this movie. How can you rage on this movie? No one can. So, there's a- there is a disconnect between what this segment is and what our our listening public thinks this segment is. Like a big disconnect. I mean the fact that we got. You know what? Forget about the killer condoms. Forget about all the everything else. The fact that we got an exclusive completely in German set in New York city, where everybody speaks German, (laughs) including the policemen and like nobody speaks English. That alone is worth watching. It was fantastic. And, (laughs) and then you get, (laughs) then you get, you know, great lines. Like even good girls from Oklahoma end up biting off some guy's dick. I mean, that's (laughs) gold. I mean, in no way, how can you rage against that? You know, I just, uh, it was about man-eating rubbers. Come on. It was, I mean, was it Mondo? No. Was it a very intriguing curiosity that I was absolutely mesmerized by the entire length of the film? Having said that, it didn't need to be an hour and 47 minutes. We could have told this story a little quicker than that, but that is my only complaint.
1: It was good. I liked it. It was a high, man. Okay, well, just you wait, mister There's no rage here Let me tell you what I thought about this movie Okay, so uh, Yeah, a German film shot in New York So good (laughs) about, About true love, evil Catholics, great detective work And oh yes, condoms that eat dicks And not in a good way, if you know what I'm saying I feel our friend Sadat, who dared us to see this film, uh, does not know my passion for German sex pot. He would never have dared us to see this film. This Jimmy loves his German sex party. It's literally my, the most favorite of all sex parties is German sex parties. Like. If you tell me see a Norwegian sex party and then or see a German sex party, I'm going to choose German sex party every single time. And uh, then, and then afterwards you'll
0: you'll go watch the Norwegian one though. You'll just watch Whoa. the German one first,
1: <laughs> of, of course. And then I'll go back and watch it again in a second. It's literally my absolute favorite subgenre of sex party. Perhaps Sadat was just wanting to share his favorite German B film from 1996, but whatever the reason, he. Gifted me killer condoms. I could not be happier. So, first question: uh, I had um, was watching this. Was the girl at the very beginning that she was crying? I'm sure Bryce knows this. For whoever hasn't seen this, you can get this movie on YouTube for free. That's a good. This price. is a gift, people. Yes. You should see this movie for nothing. Own that it's a a German sex party movie. Plus, it's also free on YouTube. So, was she crying because she wasn't going to be able to pass her course or because of the blood squirt that happened on her clothes? I'm just asking for curiosity's sake.
0: Uh, I think it was a combination of the two.
1: Okay. I think
0: she would have she would have been weeping either way, but the all-out cry was because it was those two things together.
1: It was a com- combo pack. Well, okay, I get it. Uh, so much of this quiet and subtle humor had humor had me laughing and smiling. This whole movie, from the Beavis and Butthead uh, poster that was on the wall. What was that? No, I, I had to do a uh, double
0: take. I was like, "What?"
1: Okay, which made me laugh for like five minutes to the most German. Films from the 90s that all have smoking by everybody in the film, even the doctor in the corner at the hospital, they're all smoking. Yep. Uh, the little quick edits and the tongue-in-cheek uh, is so much uh, more subtle than most trauma, trauma films. Like, this was a very subtle, well-developed movie. The bathtub scene was so awesome with the rubber ducky, the kid in the playground. I'm half... Uh, ha- an hour into this movie, and I'm thinking two things: one, why have I never seen this? And two, I am thinking Sadat misunderstood the purpose of daring us to see movies. Yes. Not that I'm sad; I'm super glad that we have him daring us to see this. I'm Glad I thought. Uh, but I, I had mixed feelings about the depiction of the gay community in this film. But because our hero is a badass motherfucking gay cop and he let it be known that his lifestyle is nothing but normal, and the big monologue at the end wraps it up, I was okay. This film was fun, yet well-crafted serious detective film with an important message that always make sure to use a brand new condom that you unwrap yourself, and that goes for every community who uses condoms. And also a message that trauma can actually make a movie that is Mondo. Uh, favorite line, it's got 13 pricks and it's conscience, on its conscience, 13 pricks and one ball. Or, nice penis, yum yum. Or, I mean, what can a man do in New York if he's lonely and hasn't got a dick? Yeah. (laughs) And that line itself pretty much summed up this entire movie. There you go. And so many great lines, I could just go on, but we have to unpack a few things. One is, uh, the name Macaroni, like that alone, every time they someone called him Macaroni, it made me laugh. <laughs> and I love how they depict the evil Catholic uh, villain. Super awesome. Uh, did, did
0: you notice that they're speaking German and everyone's German, and they, but but everybody's had like an Italian name. Like there was yes, Luigi. And it's like, like, yes. like, do they think that everybody in New York is Italian? I, I don't know. Like all this stuff, which everything was gold. Like that just made that alone made me laugh. Like I was giggling because, yeah, it was crazy.
1: Let's not get to Mondo for you. No, I not quite. loved every single thing about this movie. It's I, too uh, long. It's it yeah. I was wasn't long enough for me. No, I wish There was a little bit long. more sex party in the German sex party. I need to be tightened uh, okay, up. but I have the most important question for you. Yes. Yeah. which is what would you do for red jelly? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> okay, so this week we've been dared to see the. It's it's a 1981 original film that was re. Remastered in 2015, called "Roar" with Tippi Hedren. Have you ever seen it?
0: A long time ago, I did see it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, do you remember hating it?
0: No, I don't remember hating. It's 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 odd. And it's okay. Got, it's got um. There's a lot of like, I think mean, they did a documentary about it too. That uh, yeah, yeah, the
1: documentary is actually on Crave and on probably HBO in the States. Yeah. So we are going to be watching Roar and we'll be able to rent it on iTunes for a very cheap four ninety nine.
0: There you go. Yeah, no, uh, I almost went because we had a, I don't know if it was, I think they might have screened it at Cuff when it uh oh got, really yeah when I, I could be wrong but i i'm pretty sure that they screened it at cuff um when the hmm. the uh well. re, the uh remastered version came out so
1: yeah. well yeah i, I don't... guess maybe we'll see if amy who's dared us to see roar yeah is also giving us a gift maybe these people love our podcast so much they're saying i'm so tired of having them watch these terrible movies we want them to watch the movies that we know and love. I don't know, I guess we'll find out next week. I guess we will. Alright, sir. Well, it's about time to wrap things up. Okay. Well, thanks, Rachel, for listening. Thanks to Stan Film Radio crew of Leonard Common for his artistic vision and photography. via Leonard Common Photography. For Bex Goose for her animation skills at Pa Pod- Oh no, at Potato Lady podcastreviews.com and be very surprised and very excited people because next week we're going to have the Merman back that's right you heard it here first Merman will be returning uh, find us on social media uh, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at FilmRageYYC check out everything FilmRage at FilmRageYYC.com and in our merch site where we have Public on sale right now as well as Redbubble uh, see what we look like by going on YouTube and searching Film Rage Podcast. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for our listeners. So please comment often everywhere you feel, including at Film rage Calgary at Gmail to send us some emails uh, on Podchaser, on Apple Podcasts. Dare us to see terrible movies, people. Pay us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage. But no matter what you do, please make us rage. Please, please. That's it for this week. Ray John. Ray John.